What is up? Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was a weird accent you did. It's hello. How rude. How rude. Hello, Taylor Walters Chapman. Hello, just <laughs> What are we doing? You know what? I'm you le- told me I was doing a weird accent, so then I decided <laughs> to actually do a weird accent. Hello. Today, the podcast will not be hosted by Taylor or Josiah, but by the beasts that live within them, which is something that Taylor, a phrase that Taylor just coined that I think is accurate for today. Yeah. I really believe that uh, we are at our worst. <laughs> <laughs> we truly, well, I don't want to say we can't get any lower, but like, because we got, we got a lot more weeks of podcasting <laughs> left, so... But this might be a new... I feel great, actually. That's I feel good. really good. I feel terrible. This might be a benchmark. Uh, well, no, I mean, like, you know how, like, whenever you're growing up, you get, um, you get to stand next to the the door and mark how high you, how high you get, how tall you get. Yeah, how tall you are. <laughs> I don't know why I said how, how high you get. <laughs> you get. <laughs> it's like that, but it's like my rock bottoms just keep getting bottomer, and there's like, I'm just in a little pit, and I'm just marking how low they get. Well, that's pretty sad. I know. So let's uh, let's just pivot away from that. Let's take a real quick. R- Anyways, this is popping the turn. questions. This is popping the questions. This is the question. This is the question where we get the pot. This is the fuck. I can't talk. Welcome to popping the questions, <laughs> a podcast where we explore. I'm just gonna delete the last. No, I'm not. I'm leaving everything in. Love and intimacy. Yes. Not about getting engaged. No, it's but it's about engaging your partners and your loved ones and talking about the real deal, the real stuff. There it is. And we got some great questions. Last week was pretty heavy. And this week is also pretty heavy. No, it's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, mine's going to be heavy. Well, we're going to do a great Taylor's job. Taylor's is going to be light, lighter than air. Lighter, lighter than, than air. what dreams are made of. Get lighter than a cotton candy mustache. So we're going <laughs> to... That's not a real phrase. Well... We're going we're gonna to jump into the questions. Um, and Taylor, you had the first one this week, I believe. Question I didn't. nine. Did I have question nine? Oh, no, I did. I thought you had question nine, right? It is me. I am first. Well, how about that? Yes. Yes, question nine is, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? And see, that's a nice question. It is a nice question. And that would would inspire a nice conversation, I think. So what, who did you talk to? What was their answer? Give me the goss. All right. Hot goss alert. I spoke with uh, none other than our dear friend, Esh, who Mm -hmm. um, was on the team that me and Josiah met on. It's true. Eshual... Is his full name? That's not true. I'm That's sorry. not true. <laughs> Ashworth. Uh, 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 yes. Uh, great. Um, <laughs> so I spoke with Esh, and <laughs> we uh, first of all, when I called him, he was uh, very uh, scared. He didn't mm. know what to expect because apparently, well, apparently, anytime you call anybody, not you, but anytime anybody calls anybody anymore, it's like, what's the emergency? Well, I call people. That's weird. Well, you're a weird person, Taylor. Thank you. I do my best. Um, I called him and I was like, "Do you want to answer this question?" And he was like, "What? Why? Me? When? How? Do I have to be on the show?" Sounds like Ash. Uh, but anyway, I talked with I. We ended up meeting up and chatting, and um, so his answer was that he's really grateful for his college friends. Oh, that's sweet. Um, because they're there for him no matter what. And even though they're over on the East Coast, he knows that if he needed to, um, they would drive to him or he could drive to them and that they just have each other's backs. That's very nice. In general. And yeah, that's a very nice answer. Um, 
I and very very simple and sweet. It was very simple and very sweet, and um, I don't mind telling you that I expected a little bit of a, a stormier, more in depth answer <laughs> from Ash, but uh, you can't, you know, you can't you know curate what people are gonna say so it's true you can't control what people are grateful for and that's very nice i wish um i don't know what my answer would be i guess we'll find out later but that is very sweet so i was like trying to think about best friend songs and i was thinking about queen and i was thinking about Mm -hmm. spongebob Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know if I'm able to write this song right now because I was feeling pretty low. Pretty down in the dumps. And so then I tried to write a song from my perspective. Which, what was your answer? My answer. Do you want to save it for after the song? Or yeah, let's wanna... save it for after the song. Okay. Um, so then I, but I, and I liked it, but I was like, mm-mm, this isn't right. This isn't, this isn't what I want to do. So then I wrote this song um, because I just decided I was just going to let the music take me. I love that. So let's hear it. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's like the shortest intro we've ever done to the song. Let's do it. so much that was super different style than you normally do and i fucking loved it yeah i think I... indie pop 
like electronica taylor is my new favorite Ooh, uh, taylor <laughs> that's great i really really dug that a lot like i love that style and i've never heard you write or sing in that style before and i think that's really cool thank you i, I think it also served the song well like having a song about your like friendship and being like hell yeah like you're i'm i'm you i'm behind you and you're behind me yeah and keeping it kind of feeling that light and ethereal kind of lighter than air but like grounded with that like like love that shit yeah love it thanks that was really cool and i think that might that's like that's just, i really like that a lot i like that i like you turning in this new style for this song so what was your answer to the question that inspired that uh it literally has nothing to do with the song that i ended up writing um because i really like ran in the other direction for sure. this one but my answer for what am i most grateful um i'm really grateful for my ability to take myself out of places situations relationships that Mm. are not good for me and Mm. that i need Mm. to leave Mm. um i'm i'm not one who like really like putzes around and is like well i'm waiting for the stars to align perfectly like i will like quit the job i'll be like "Mm, this like this friendship isn't healthy or you know got those puke colored glasses on as we discussed in previous episodes (laughs) yeah puke colored glasses really help you uh get the fuck out um but i'm really grateful for that because that is a important skill to have in your adult life um i you know I, I've, you know, been in not super great places that, like, I look back and I'm like, whoa, I'm super glad. You peaced out. That, like, I could just, like, get up and go. And, like, something I always pride myself on is, like, having my passport up to date and having enough money in my bank account that, like, if I needed to, <laughs> I could just go. That's good. Like if something like horrific happened, like I could, I could go, I could just leave. I had a friend like that in college who, uh, she tried to, she wanted to run away in high school. So that was the thing she always made sure that she would be able to do. If she ever had to, she could run away. Yeah. Which run away is a negative way to put it, but is, or has a negative connotation, but sometimes running away is the best possible option. Sometimes. Yeah. I think though, I think that is sort of, I don't know, that sort of sentiment is kind of present in the song a little bit. I can kind of feel that, hmm. um, like not necessarily running away or being like, I can leave, but the, also that idea, cause I think the reverse of that for you, Taylor is like, you're good at getting out of things, but you also are pretty steadfast with people that you care about. Yes. And so I think that's the other side of the coin of your answer. To that question is like the song you ended up writing is like, you know, I, I can leave whenever I know that this is not good anymore. But on the other hand. If I'm sticking with you, I'm sticking with you. That is very, very true. I Mm -hmm. do not like to quit on my people. And I will, like, walk to the ends of the earth and throw, like, something (sighs) into lava for you. Yes. Without question. Like Salmon Frodo. Um, I really, really dug that song. I want you to write more songs like that, please. Okay. Just for fun. Not even for the podcast. Maybe not. Just for me to listen to. Okay. You got it. Make an album. Indie pop album. (laughs) TWC. Cool. Um, Well, that was a pretty quick discussion, I guess, of that question. So do you just want to move on to the next one? I do. Okay. I do. All right. So my question this week was, let me find the exact wording. It was question number 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? So um, this was another kind of, uh, I don't know, not heavy question, but kind of gotten to heavy topics again. 
Uh, so I asked one of my good friends, um, keeping. Uh, she asked to remain anonymous because yes. we were discussing our parents um, and the way we were raised. So, you know, just uh, my parents, I might tell them not to listen to this. I don't know. They might anyway. I am not in charge of them. But her parents probably won't, but, you know, just in case she wanted to be anonymous. So I'm going to refer to her as Jennifer. That is not her name, but it's okay. my dear friend Jennifer. Uh, great, great performer, great person, good friend, great actor in the city. And um, so uh, her, her her first response was um, she felt very uh, censored by her parents. Like they were very controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, and censored and controlling in the way that... Um, like they were involved her like her mother was very involved in her friendships and all of her extracurricular activities so they didn't necessarily let her ever get in not in trouble but almost like she never even got like in big fights or had fallouts with like friends or stuff um because their parent her mom just kind of never let anything get to that point Hmm. so they were just very controlling in that way and they had like a plan like you know this is what how everything is going to go like you're going to do this and this and this and you're going to go to college and graduate in four years and we're going to make sure everything is okay for you which is you know loving is a way that parents show love sometimes but it's sort of that sometimes a little bit smothering love where you're like you have yeah, to let... it's controlling yeah it's, like... it's definitely controlling and she also was the oldest child of her family so that's something i feel like that happens sometimes yeah because yeah. the parents don't know exactly what they're doing yet so they might Dig a little too deep. Yeah, overcompensate. Yeah. Exactly. So um, we discussed that about, you know, controlling. And um, she also talked about, so like, a censorship, controlling, and just kind of judgment. Her parents were very, uh, or she, she, said, she said that she kind of learned a lot of, like, mirrored behavior of, like, judgment, of mm. judging other people and kind of like, like, that's not how we do things. And it was interesting because like, I asked her, I was like, you know, were you religious? Are your family religious? And she was like, no. And it's interesting because in my background, my, my family is very religious. And when I think of judgment and of moral judgment of like making sure you are good and don't do drugs or get into trouble or anything like that, like that goes hand in hand with, you know, a religious upbringing. And uh, the idea of that not going hand in hand with a religious upbringing doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, there are people in the world like that. So I don't know. Um, and so my uh, we talked a lot about that, about how parents just kind of, you know, can really mean well and love you so much um but don't always make the best choices because they're just people too yes and they don't they don't know what they're doing really uh, because no one does and so i my mind's uh, my answer um uh, the song ended up being a lot about um discipline and judgment and that idea of just uh i couldn't get like the image of like a courtroom out of my head yeah. and like arguments and people fighting um that's so funny i mean i just my uh, on my mom's side, like it wasn't, I was not like put to a lot of discipline because like I would discipline myself Yeah, <laughs> is how it was, but it would be like my brothers were parented so different from how I was parented. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you learn actually, like you actually want a lot of consistency, like amongst the siblings, but like every child really needs something different. Totally. Well, and that's what I talked about with, um, Jennifer as well was that. Uh, she, you know, reacted a certain way to her parents and her, her younger sister kind of reacted to a different way. And like, they both had different relations with her parents and her, her younger sister ended up being a little more like free because she kind of distanced herself from her parents in that way and like, didn't let them be as involved. Mm. And I kind of had the opposite reaction. Like when, when my parents, uh, really, and my older brother had a really contentious relationship when he was in high school and, and college. Um, cause he was very much the oldest and very much was like, I'm an adult. Let me live my life. And they were like, 
no, you're not. You're 17. Shut up, mm-hmm. you idiot. And um, but you know, we're not like that. Um, and, I, and so I watched my older brother fight with my parents, and I learned what not to do. So I became very close with my parents and very open with them. So I got a lot of free reign and like didn't get disciplined very much in um, high school and college, beca- yeah. or not college, but in high school because I was just kind of like. You know, I let them know what's going on. I only got grounded like one time my entire life. But yeah, I did not. My, have a, I didn't even have a curfew. I eventually had I had a curfew, but it was very much uh, like it was mutable because I was like, hey, or malleable because I was like, hey, I'm hanging out with my friends and uh, I think we're going to be back at like 1130. Is that OK? And they're like, yeah, just, you know, thanks for letting us know. Right, 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 right. Um, even though like technically it was like 1030 or whatever. But uh, but so what I did decide on my answer, which ends up in the song a lot, too, is. Um, I did get disciplined a lot as a kid and as a young kid growing up and I do come from religious background, um, which this sometimes goes hand in hand. So I got spanked a lot. Um, and, uh, I, looking back on that, I think it was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Whenever I was growing up, I thought it was a good thing because I was also religious and there's kind of a weird brainwashing thing, you know, spare the, not brainwashing, but it's spare the rod, spoil the child, you know, like, you know, if you love them, you're going to hit them. Yeah. And uh, and I do think um, there is a sense of that, like it is out of love in a way, but it's a very sort of twisted idea that has been around for a long time, especially in religious circles, um, that idea of, you know, disciplining your child. And so I said that that was the thing I would want to change because I think it kind of fucked me up in my current adult state because I – uh, associate whenever I do something quote unquote wrong or quote unquote bad, I'm like, I should have to be to pay for this. Like I need to be punished. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in like a kinky way. No, <laughs> like, I know. Not in a, kinky <laughs> fun way, in a way that like, I feel like I did something wrong. Yeah. Um, and whenever I was a kid, when I did something wrong, I immediately got you like, get hurt. I would get, I would feel pain and then it was over. And so in a way that was nice because I didn't have to think about it, about it or mope about mm-hmm. it because it was just like it was over and within like less than 10 minutes and then I'd move on and I, and I, I legitimately got spanked a lot like because I was um, not a, I, was, I was a very emotional child and probably had some undiagnosed shit um, that made me a little harder to deal with and I threw a lot of tantrums and I didn't like when things didn't go my way and I cried a lot and yeah. I got a lot of spankings and I was also very stubborn and like wouldn't do things if I didn't want to do them so I just got a lot of spankings <laughs> And, uh, and like, it was I'm just also laughing because we're very similar children, but yeah. just got dealt with so De- differently. Dealt with differently. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I got a lot of great, we'll talk more about that. I think, no, I'm just going to talk about it now. So we got a lot, I got a lot of great ways to deal with that, um, or deal with stuff from my dad and my mom, especially like my dad always told me, he was like, you have a choice with how you react to things. Like, you know, you don't have to cry right now if you don't want to, which he was, he was right. But like as a kid, when, especially when you're have some behavioral issues like sometimes you really can't control if you're when you're crying or not because you know panic yeah. attacks and anxiety and all that shit and uh but it really helped in my day-to-day life and i tell i used to tell that to kids when i worked with them all the time i was like hey you know you do have a choice how you're gonna react to this like you know you don't have to freak out and um you know throw a fit um you can you can choose to not do that which if you had the presence of mind to do so is really great advice but when you don't Sometimes it doesn't work. So, like, not to say that, um, you know, I, I think I learned a lot from my dad and my mom, especially about, you know, being able to choose my reaction to things. Um, but I think the, the since I got spanked so, so often and so frequently, uh, I think it kind of just fucked me up as an adult because now when I do do things that are bad or wrong and I don't get punished, um, I feel bad just in general because there's no one able to punish me anymore except for me and so I just punish myself and I'm really hard on myself and I you know do stupid things and make stupid choices in a weird fucked up way to punish myself 
So, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have got spanked as much because I think it wouldn't have fucked me up as much as I am now. So love you, mom and dad. But like, you know, you were just you were just doing what everyone else during your time did. And our generation probably won't spank kids as much because, you know, the science is there. and It's not a good thing. Anyway, here's the song. <laughs> Great intro.
Okay, hello. Okay, hello, great. Okay, so that was like way less depressing than you had built it up to be. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really depressing. It was definitely like a death march, but like not the most death, like not the most depressing death march I've ever heard. That's good. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't like that song. You don't like it? No. Okay. I don't like it. I wanted to not like it, I think. Yeah. Well, you went back to the ambiance that you... I went back to the ambiance well. Yeah. Background the, noise. The background noise well, um, which I thought worked here, but I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. This is like... It's not really a good song. Um, it's barely a song. <laughs> it's kind of... It's kind of a piece of performance art, I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> and less like of a song. it's like performance art meets Bob Dylan meets like a protest group. Yeah, I didn't want it to sound good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I got somewhat of that feeling, but it was still music for sure. It was definitely still music, but I just didn't want it to sound good. Like I was singing this morning, and I I've, I've been sick for like three days, and. I smoked some cigars last night and like uh, just didn't and I didn't do that on purpose to make myself sound bad. But when I was singing this morning, I was like, I sound like shit. And I was like, fine. I don't want it to sound good. <laughs> Go fine. I was like, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. When I was writing this song, I wrote the words and I was like, cool. Um, and it's a lot about discipline, a lot about judgment. And um I don't know, it just made me mad. And I've just been really mad at, like, religion forever. And um, specifically Christianity, because that's what I was the most familiar with. I think all religion's bad, but, like, in, like you know, Christianity. That's I have a big stroke to take, but... I mean, it is. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not a big stroke to take. I'm saying it is all bad. And uh, it's a it's a very small stro- <laughs> stroke to take. Um, but, you know, Christianity is what I have the biggest beef with, because it's what I'm most familiar with. Um, I'm sure I would be more angry at, like, I don't know hinduism if i knew more about hinduism but i don't i know a lot about christianity i know about how that makes me mad and uh the idea of judgment you know even though uh, jennifer was talking or my friend jennifer was talking about it from not a religious standpoint uh judgment was very much a big part of my upbringing and not i wasn't taught to judge but even if you're not taught to judge if you sort of i don't know i mean as a kid as, as a young christian i think there was just this idea in my head that i was better than everybody else um, hmm. because I was, cause I wasn't like drinking or doing drugs or like having sex like everyone else was. And, um, I judged everybody very harshly and I thought everyone was a fake Christian that I was like the only, one of the only good ones. But even then there was also this weird duality because I also thought I was uh, like the worst person ever yeah. because I'd like kissed a girl and that I wasn't going to marry or something stupid like that. <laughs> so, um, there's that sense of just self-hatred that, um, you know, that being a Christian for most of my life gave me, which I just love. And uh, makes my life so great. And um, I don't know, that sense of judgment just very much comes from the place of being a Christian for so long and not being one anymore. And that sense of discipline of, you know, like getting a spanking or try- or wanting to be hurt because yeah. you've made a mistake very much comes from that Christian like mindset. Um, and even not, I mean, even, you know, the more forgiving Christian like doctrines or whatever, like there's still the idea of like, why don't you fuck up and you don't, you know, ask Jesus for forgiveness. You're just going to go to hell for forever. And that's what you deserve. And honestly, we all deserve to go to hell and it's only through the grace of God that we don't get to go to hell. So like it's just real fucked up and it's a real bad, um, life view. And it just in general poisons the way you view everything. Um, and that's why I think Christianity is bad. One of the many reasons, 
Yeah, um, and I think that's. I mean, that's just. I think what the, why the song ended up being just because. Yeah, I didn't want it. To, I wanted it to sound ugly, and I wanted it to be ugly because that's how I felt about the topic. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I put. Yeah, it, on, it definitely sounds. Yeah. So it's not. You it's, got puke colored glasses on right yeah, now. Yeah, sure do. I sure do. You got major puke colored <laughs> glasses. Like sometimes when I finish these songs, I like to go back and listen to them. Sometimes like for fun, I don't think I'm gonna listen to this one for fun because it's just it makes me cringe, and I wanted it to make me cringe. And I, I think I, I, when I recorded this, I wanted it to make everyone else feel how I feel. Yeah. I, I, read, think... a, I read an article about Donald Glover and uh, directing Atlanta and stuff. And he was talking about this one, like, really intense sequence where, like, an alligator was coming out and, like, everything was really trippy and there was crazy music. And he was like, I want, I want this to make... He's like, this is how I feel all the time. And I want everyone else to feel how I feel. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, yeah, I want everyone else to feel, like, gross about... <laughs> their upbringing and religion i guess mm. and so i don't know that's what came through with the song no. um some other things me and jennifer talked about um that i thought was interesting was um we did talk a little bit about sex too and about like because we both had pretty sheltered high school experiences mm-hmm. um which i think in retrospect is a good, good thing like I, I like the fact that i didn't party or like have sex or do drugs or anything in high school because i, I don't think children should do those things necessarily. yeah i agree i agree like I, I like the fact. I that also didn't do those things in high school at all. Yeah, and I know a I, lot of people who did. Yeah, and I think that's why I also judged them all because they were all going to church too, and I was like a bunch of heathens. And um, and also I think their parents kind of maybe fucked them up by being too strict hmm. and being like you can't do all this stuff. And then when as soon as they had the ability to, they started doing all that stuff. And then you know, yeah. Hopefully they're okay now, but some of them might have irrevocably messed up their lives by starting to like, well, and also there was really, we also talked, me and Jennifer talked about poor sex ed and there was no sex ed to speak of in my um, small Texas panhandle town. Just another great way that the government is failing us Mm. and religion is failing us because um, they're irrevocably tied in Texas Um, because there's no, there's no, uh, there's no talk about birth control or condoms or anything like that so it's just like don't have sex uh and they also just lied to us they told us like condoms were gonna like break and not work like one out of every six times which is just oh a straight up lie yeah um, like a lot of my friends worked at planned parenthood in high school so i like knew what was up yeah and but i think that also made me like more like i'm really glad i'm not having sex with anybody oh totally i mean same like i i uh, but i knew what was up like i like had like probably one of like the best, not through my, not through any government like funded yeah, program or anything, yeah. but just because I happened to have, you know, friends who worked for Planned Parenthood and like could talk about that kind of thing and be like, oh yeah, like if you're safe and these are the ways you can be safe, mm-hmm. but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting talking to, uh, to Jennifer about that because uh, she's from up Midwest, so things are a little better up here for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And apparently they had like, your parents could choose if you got like, an abstinence-based course or, like, abstinence-only course or like whatever. So, like, if they were really religious, they could be like, only abstinence, which is just stupid. You want your daughter to get pregnant? Send her to abstinence-only yeah. education. Yeah, do you know what's crazy is the, 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 the county that I grew up in has the highest uh, teen pregnancy rate in the it. country. And because that's abstinence... because we have no, it's only abstinence-based. Yeah. And it's barely any of that. Like, you get it in seventh grade and they're like, hey, don't have sex. If you do... You're garbage, and you'll get STDs, and you'll die. Yeah, and you'll be a leper. And legitimately, we like my school district went viral when I was in like actually when I was here in Chicago because someone took a picture of like one of the like pages from the booklet, and like they were legit like legitimately this is what adult humans are teaching young teenage girls was uh, sh- like telling them that if they have sex before marriage, 
They are like a used toothbrush or a piece of used chewing gum because who would want to use a toothbrush that was already used and who would want to eat used chewing gum? That's like, that's what they're teaching children. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's all it's all from great, you know, Christian theology based, uh, really scientific, beautiful. So anyways, I have a lot of problems with our Christianity and especially in America. And I think it's uh, destroying us from the inside out. OK. And I wrote a song about it and it's the one you just heard and I don't like it and it makes me uncomfortable. The only the other thing I was going to say about your song is it reminds me um, of the monks in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. When they hit themselves in the head. Good. Yeah. Punishment. And all the background talks were just like a bunch of sermons I pulled um, of just angry, probably mostly white dudes talking about how like gay people are bad. So let's talk about our answers to the questions, I guess. Josiah. Josiah. What? For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? I don't know. I, I, I think very, very recently, I probably would have said my family. But I don't know. It's hard to, and also I just disagree with them all about religion because there's there's still very much um, Christianity is like a, a part of their everyday life, uh, and it's definitely not for me as I've you know <laughs> made very vocal in the last twenty minutes. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it's hard to relate to them because I just uh, and they're and they're good people. They're good. They're like I think they're good examples of what Christians could be in general. They still have. Um, problematic ideas about you know people's rights and you know people's truths uh which i won't necessarily get into so are you grateful for them or is there something else that you want to say that you're most i don't know i i'm that's why i don't know taylor (laughs) i i think i would say them but i don't know how grateful i am like I, i am grateful for them but i love them more than anything and i'm more grateful for them than anything it's still like that's the that's the closest relationship that's the those are the best people in my life and i can't relate to them on a spiritual deep like level because we have we're speaking different languages and I think that's hard uh, and that's why it's hard because that is the most like the most important people in my life and I don't even I can't even know them fully anymore all right, all right. I get it I get it I hear you I understand I know you, you. don't like the I answer am, I empathize I do I'm just I'm just thinking like that maybe you're, something you're, in this podcast might need to be fun to listen to well I yeah maybe and but also like consider Okay. Consider the following. Consider the following. Bill Nye Science Guy. Let's find, let's maybe find something positive out of this, okay? Okay. So, (laughs) you are struggling right now with this relationship with your family. You're still really grateful for them. Are you more grateful for your family or are you more grateful to be alive in this, the year of our Lord, 2018? Uh, Year of our Lord? (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, if you're talking very broadly. I am. No, I guess I'm more grateful for my family. Great. Are you more grateful for your family, or are you more grateful that dogs exist? I'm, I, I I love dogs. I truly do, but I, I am more grateful for my family. Okay. Are you more grateful for your family, or are you more grateful for the experience of music? Uh, probably music, I guess. Okay. Well, that wasn't the answer I expected, but this stuff is live, folks. You really can't write it out. <laughs> can't plan So it. there's something else that you're grateful for. Anyway, what's... Am I asking you? Oh, yeah. If you could change anything about your... What's the direction? Oh, my God. the wording. You got to get the exact wording. Uh, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? If I could change anything about the way I was raised... Yes. This is going to break my mother's heart. Mm, uh, I already did that. Okay. Not your mother, my mine. Great. 
Um, but I think if I could change anything, I probably would want to just be raised in one family instead mm. of uh, yeah. two half ones um, because that was hard and confusing and there was not I'm sure that they strived for consistency between like rules and households but there was not mm -hmm. there was not and it, there were some things that um, slipped through the cracks because of that I think um, like uh, like what the deal with like my like emotional freedom was I don't know if emotional freedom is the word I'm looking for but mm -hmm. like like how much privacy like that I was allowed sure. and you know stuff like that stuff like that and yeah it's tough it's tough it's really hard to do and I'm I'm not saying that's not hard but I think if I could if I could change anything it would be to just be raised um in one one family because um yeah. i like felt really sad because uh my on my dad's side all of my like half brothers had other half brothers over there and my stepsisters had other stepsisters so i was like all out on my own over there mm -hmm. but then when i'd come back to my mom and like my older brother who was my half brother wasn't that interested in me because i was like eight years younger than him and like who the fuck wants to hang out with your eight sister years younger, and, yeah. yeah uh not him and then my stepbrother is, like, pretty much, like, the polar opposite of me, mm -hmm. which, like, fine, but, like, it just made it hard because, like, I really wanted to connect with him, and he, like, wasn't really available for that ever. So then, like, it wouldn't matter, like, what household I was in. I, like, didn't really have, like, that, like, brother-sister relationship that I ever wanted, and I wasn't ever sure about, like, rules, so I ended up tiptoeing a lot, and then that, like, kind of made me into, like the like really hyper responsible person I am because yeah. I like really had to like watch my step. Um, otherwise I would like get in trouble or like get chastised. And I really hated that because like, if I was going to be somewhere else, then I wanted to like be a good house guest, even though I wasn't a house guest. I right. was like it was your a home. child living in different homes. Um, yeah. I had, I mean, I, that is, um, uh, thing that i think just in general um americans face is um being a children a child of divorce and living in multiple homes but um, i wouldn't want my parents to stay together in this scenario no, 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 I, totally. I just would have wanted them to like somehow you can only you live with one house and one family and yeah, one and, under one roof and the other one i would just like never know about or something like parent trap <laughs> <Yeah>. style <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, because divorce happens for a reason, and, you know, most of the time it's a good thing in the long run, but it does fuck you up as a kid. And I think most, most, I think most adults and grownups I talk to, like, have a similar view to you where they're like, oh, it's great that my parents aren't together, but it did suck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's the, it's that weird duality where you're like, yeah. as an adult, you understand why that had to happen, but, but it does suck. It, I was never, like, upset about it, like, when I was a child. Like, I, it didn't, like, occur to me to, like, be bothered by those things, right. really, until, like, now as an adult, I see, like, how it affects, like, the way that I take care of other people and the way that I, like, take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And um, also it kind of, like, allowed for some, like, really not great stuff to happen, mm. um, which is a bummer. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, really sad. And uh, I think that, like, 
I, like, never understood, like, why, like, kids would be like, oh, no, my parents are divorcing. It's ruining my life. Right. And, like, I was like, no, this is, like, the best thing, Mm -hmm. like, to happen. And, like, when people, I don't know, I, like, just get so mad. Like, something makes me so angry when people are like, yeah, I'm really messed up because uh, my parents got a divorce when I was a kid. (laughs) And I'm like, the worst thing that happened to you is that your parents got divorced? Well, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's the worst thing that happened to you. And not to trivialize the trauma because that can be bad, but it is not the it like also that happens to so many people. It happens to so many people, and I'm sorry, but it just it's it's not about you. No, it's not. It's not about you. It can affect you fine, whatever. I just it really like irks me deeply that like somehow you're just going to be fucked up because of this. Right. Which is not true. It's just not true. No, it's not. I mean, it can be the cause of a lot of trauma, but just like any cause of trauma, you you, you can't. It's well, I shouldn't say you can't. It you should strive to not let that be an excuse for yeah. you know being fucked up or making bad choices or you know treating people poorly. Yeah. Anyway, um, this podcast is a shining light of sunshine and roses (laughs) anyway my most of my being raised um by my mom and my stepdad was pretty good they i like i said i was pretty like self-disciplinary and like very like focused on being a good child and being good no matter what and um yeah i didn't have the only time that like i felt like they were trying to parent me quote unquote was this time that they thought that I went to prom without telling them what and because I went to prom dinner with a couple of my friends like on the fly because they're like oh we have an extra um, seat for the reservation tonight and I was like I don't have a dress and my friend Ronnie was like "Ooh, I'll dress you up and we'll do your makeup and it'll be fun and I was like okay great so there's pictures of me at the dinner like fake dancing and like a prom dress and makeup and my parents saw the picture on my computer or on the family computer or mm. whatever, and they printed it out full page and put it on my door with a note that said, don't go to rehearsal tomorrow. Ooh. We need to talk. And Ooh. I was just so, like, beyond being parented at that point. Right. It's like now you're checking in. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely not. I, like, took it downstairs and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> right. What is this about? And my mom and Keith were like, well, do you, like, you went to prom without telling us. And I was like, no, I didn't. I went to dinner, and then I went to Maggie's exactly like I told you that I was going to do. You can check with her mom. I was there all night. Yeah. And they are like, well, okay. And I was like, so I'm going to go to rehearsal tomorrow. Yeah. And this was dumb. Yeah. And also very dramatic. So dramatic. And Keith was like, if we don't know where you are every moment of every day, Fart noise. then... Fart noise, Keith. <laughs> Then uh, your dad could take custody of you. And my mom was like, Keith. (laughs) So dramatic. It was like probably the most dramatic like moment of my like teenage dumb, which is like. That's saying something. Tells you like how good I was. My parents are probably like laughing right now because they probably thought I was a nightmare or something. I don't know. Uh, My parents are probably crying right now. But. uh, Hopefully they didn't listen to this. (laughs) But. We all just kind of, like, took a breath, and I was like, all right, I'm going upstairs. And I was really mad about it because I'm like, I'm a trustworthy child, and nothing I have ever done would warrant this, which is probably why they were so upset. I was a really good kid, too, and I got grounded, like, one time. Um, Am I, like, because I was on, like, MSN Messenger too much or whatever, like, at night. Like, Uh they were like, my dad's like, you have to get off at 10 p.m. And I was like, 
okay and like a couple nights i stayed on like past 10 because i was talking to my friends and it's very rude to just end a conversation in the middle of nowhere yep and they didn't understand he didn't understand like computers and he grounded me for like a but it was it was really weird grounding because he was like you're grounded till you can prove that you're more responsible and i was like that's so what what does that even mean like i'm i was like i already get straight a's i'm in every play like i go to school i'm on like what the fuck else do you want from me and then eventually just let me get on the computer again because I was like, what do I need to do? Right. You have freaking essay. But, yeah. dumb. but I will say, like, as a result of that freedom, I was like more cautious about like trying new stuff and like staying out later and pushing boundaries and totally. things. And then when I went to college, I wasn't one of those kids who was like, I'm going to get totally shit faced every night and yeah. try all the drugs and touch everybody's genitals. Yeah, I think I was like Jennifer and I talked about that, too, like because of our sort of more. Yeah. Cautious towing or in the what like we never went crazy. Yeah. And I think was in the end beneficial because you don't have you don't go on a bender and then look back on your like college choices and you're like, what did I do? Like no. you don't have to or, you know, have a freaking kid that you don't want. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <sighs> High five. No kids. Um, no kids. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This episode was kind of a bummer, y'all. We talked about some real stuff. I and, really tried. Um, I tried so I know, hard. I saw it in Taylor's eyes when she started answering the question that I was asking. I saw her being like, well. My answer is going to be kind of sad, too. <laughs> it was just kind of like, here we go. Ten more minutes of us talking about our trauma. Um, I don't know. I think, like, that's one of the cool things about this podcast that I like about it is that um, it's not guaranteed to be fun and it's not guaranteed to be happy because these are questions that you talk about to increase your love and intimacy with a person. And that doesn't always mean you're going to get the uh, most pretty response. I guess so. So anyway, uh, join our Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> Email us. Email us at poppingthequestionspod at gmail.com. Tweet I, at us. I, mean, I don't think we got any emails. Uh, let me check. Tell us. Tell them the rest of the stuff. Um, yeah, you can tweet us. Tweet popping the cues. At popping the cues. Um, you can really, like, just joining the conversation on Facebook would be great. Um, or you can just, like, message me or Josiah personally, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, Again, it was kind of a bummer, but that's okay. So questions for next week. I'm going to go through them while Josiah's looking at them. Uh, Number 11 is really exciting. It's It's a a fun one. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. I like the prospect of that question. And number 12 is, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Also like that one. Those are both very fun. We didn't get any emails. Um, So email us, y'all. And yeah, join the join the join the conversation on Facebook. Go to SoundCloud. Pop in the questions for the music, the songs by themselves. And uh, also, if you are listening on iTunes, or if you have a, a way to get to an iTunes account, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That that's always a really great way to spread the word about the podcast. Um, helps us reach more people. And you know, it's night. We're not doing this to necessarily reach a lot of people, but the more listeners, the more engagement we can have, the more conversations we can all have, and get to know each other better. So if you're listening, rate and review, or um, also tell a friend. Yeah. And, you know, maybe prank your Christian friends and make them listen to this episode. Stop. Stop. <laughs> what question do you want to do next week? I don't care. I, I don't have a preference. Uh, do you have a preference? No. Uh, you want to just brand, randomize it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll decide next we'll week. We'll flip a coin. Yeah, we'll flip a coin. So tune in next week for a surprise. I'm going to get so much question. I don't know. All right. Bye. Bye. Call your parents. Call your mom. (laughs) Except maybe don't if they listen to this. Love you. I love you all. So much.